And welcome back to Community Conversations here on Concord TV. I'm your host, Josh Hardy. I'm the Executive Director of Concord TV. And today we're joined by DJ Betancourt. He's the Deputy Commissioner of the New Hampshire Insurance Department, which is an agency of, of the state of New Hampshire. DJ, you're a first time visitor of Community Conversations. Thanks for coming in here into the studio. It's my pleasure. Good to be with you, Josh. And when we talk about insurance, you and I were chatting before we started recording here. For consumers, insurance is always a tricky, we have so many different types of insurance and providers where we get our insurance from. Um, but it's such an important topic for consumers to understand how it works and being able to detect fraud. Um, could you tell us about the, the mission of uh, the insurance department? Sure. First well, first, as you said, insurance is complex. And in fact, the motto of the department is insurance is complex, we're here to help. Mm -hmm. And we are here to help. And we really appreciate the opportunity such as this to, to let residents know that we're here. Yep. Um, it drives me a little crazy sometimes when we'll get a call into the department from somebody looking to purchase an insurance policy from us. Uh, that's not what we're here for. We're right. not an insurance company. We are the consumer's advocate. Mm -hmm. And so our predominant job is to obviously enforce the laws of the state of New Hampshire as it pertains to all commercial lines of insurance. Uh, but we're also there to assist consumers through, through their issues. And really that consumer protection is the, uh, the, the cornerstone of the department's mission. Uh, our mission statement rises and falls on ensuring that the consumer is getting the benefit of their insurance product. We have a team of seven individuals in our consumer services unit and all they do all day every day is to work with consumers to answer questions. We get about 5,000 calls into the department every year. Yep. Of those, two-thirds of them are from people who just have questions. Uh, they're just a little bit confused. Uh, they're not sure exactly how to file a claim. Uh, and so we walk them through that process. Uh, and then the other quarter of them turn into formal complaints against their insurance company. And obviously we work through the process of getting that uh, addressed with the consumer. Yeah, so I'm sure a lot of people call you or email or are very confused. Like you said, they may even think that you're an insurance provider, which I'm glad that we're able to kind of get that right out right. early in the show and say what you are and what you aren't. Right. Uh, but it is such a confusing landscape that New Hampshire residents, they, they do a Google search, they find you, but it's good for us to kind of get that misnomer out of the way that, um, that you're not an insurance provider, you're a resource That's right. for New Hampshire residents. That's absolutely yeah. right. That's absolutely right. You know, to your point, it's human nature mm -hmm. that people don't necessarily want to uh, understand cover to cover what their insurance policy is. And I say that because we don't like to think about bad things that might happen in our lives. Right. And typically when you are dealing with insurance, something bad has happened, right? Yep. You're sick. You've gotten in a, a car accident. Uh, you've had a family member or close friend pass away and now you're trying to find their life insurance policy. Mm -hmm. So it's understandable that people kind of know that they have insurance. They know that they pay their premium and then it just gets filed away with the rest of the important papers that you don't think about in the safe someplace in the house. Right. Um, and so when we get the calls, it's because something bad has happened. Uh, the consumer is now in a stressful position. Mm -hmm. So now they're scrambling. And typically we don't do our best work um, in deliberation when we're under stress or, yep. or something oh, yeah. unfortunate has happened. And so we're the resource that helps them understand what the terms of their policy are. Um, understands the definitions. Uh, those are awfully important. Um, you know, the most frequent one we get is, what does actual cash value mean? Which means the, 
been in an accident, the car has been deemed a total loss, and now they're in talks with their insurance company as to what money they're going to get back. And depreciation of the vehicle obviously plays into that. So we help people understand that process. Mm -hmm. uh, so as I said, we're here as a resource. We understand that uh, this is complex, and we understand that when we hear from consumers, they're usually not having the best day. Because they're not, it's not like they're sitting back on a, you know, their Friday off and they go, let me look through all my insurance right. policy terms. Right. And right. no one really does that. I mean, I, you know, to be fully honest, I think in my own personal insurance, I, I know the general terms and I understand the definitions, but I don't think I know everything front and back. So when something does come up, you have to, in that moment, you know, now you can kind of check on an app, you know, go through or, Absolutely. you know, your paper policy, but that is stressful. That is really difficult. And you know, so you guys must have a lot of great customer service skills to be able to work with people who are not having a great day. When they Absolutely. Call. I'm yeah. very, very proud of our consumer yeah. division. In fact, last year, 2022, they recovered over $4 million for consumers. Really? That's yeah. incredible. Yep. And it was yeah. something like a $2 million um, increase in their recovery mm -hmm. from 2021. So we're obviously very, very proud of that. That $4.1 million for 22 was the record for really? the department. So we're, we're proud of the work that yeah. they do. But to your point, um, it is complex. And it's mm -hmm. not just the terms and the definitions, it's how all of this interconnects as well. And so yes, we have our, our consumer division, but we have 87 total employees at the department. And each and every one of them is a bona fide expert in some type of insurance or some aspect of insurance. Mm -hmm. And that's obviously a huge asset. It's impossible for any single person to know all of the details and all of the nuances of every single insurance product sure, that's on yeah. the market. Uh, but because we've got that team of experts. Someone will know. Somebody's yeah. going to know. So uh, they work very closely with our consumer division to make sure that we're getting to the right result for the consumer. That's awesome. And kudos to your team. Now, I saw there was a press release, I think before the holiday season, beginning of the winter, about hazardous weather and about understanding your insurance policies during winter weather. Now, depending when people watch this, we do have finally some snow coming in. It's been a, a pretty mild, um, relatively snow-free winter, but in terms of for auto insurance, homeowners insurance, hazardous weather plays an impact in your policies, I'm sure. Are there some examples or things that um, that people should be watching out for? Sure. Well, first and foremost, the document that you cited is part of our consumer advisories that we issue okay. from time to time. Yeah. So that was, in fact, the most recent one that we did with winter, uh, obviously, approaching. Uh, but we've done one for uh, in the summer for summer travel. Yeah. And there are just little things that people should think about uh, as they're uh, you know, going about their lives. You know, in that particular advisory on winter weather, we talked a lot about some of the preventative measures that you can take. Make sure you're getting all of the leaves and debris from the fall out of the gutters. Make sure that you're clearing things away from your home's foundation. Uh, so we're hoping that people will take steps so that they never have to get to the point where they're filing an insurance claim. But if they do, we obviously want them to understand uh, some particularly important parts of that. So as part of that winter advisory, we talked about understanding your car insurance and making sure that you've got comprehensive coverage, not just liability or collision. Okay. You, know, you really want to have that full package to ensure that you are most protected if, unfortunately, you hit that patch of ice and you slide off the road and have some damage to your vehicle. Right. So it's that mix of you know, prevention and then, okay, something's happened. Here's what to think about now.
Right. It seems like mitigating risk is a huge factor of what sets premiums and 100%. drives the insurance business, right? 100%. Yeah. Now, to draw an analogy, it's why anybody who's been through the process of getting a life insurance policy, you know, they sit down with you. They want to understand your mm -hmm. lifestyle because they want to understand the nature of the risk that they're going to incur right. as they write your policy. Yeah. And it's interesting how these things intersect because the New Hampshire Department of Safety had put out some videos that we aired on Concord TV programming about things like not leaving a space heater on, about, you know, things that were safety, like for your life, your safety, but obviously those ripple effects of things that if something happens to your home because you're not being safe, you know, with a space heater in that example. Absolutely. So it's funny how these things all tie together. They uh, absolutely yeah. do. And I'm proud of the partnership that we have with the Department of Safety. We yeah. do some joint events together awesome. and we talk a lot about the things you've just mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and it's a great example of two state agencies working together, covering all of the bases and trying to get some critical information out to consumers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you feel like consumers now are more or less informed? Do you, do you see over the shifting of the last couple of years that the general public is more in the know on their insurance and how it works? Is this something that's becoming a, a worse problem in terms of consumer protection or are we improving in some areas? I think we're improving overall. Yeah. I mean, obviously one of the things that we are trying to do overall at the department mm -hmm. is to increase insurance literacy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that people understand uh, their, their policies. It's obviously, there are some insurance products that somewhat stay static. You know, car insurance, for example, homeowners insurance, that's a fairly stable line of business in the, in the insurance world, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to health insurance where things are constantly changing. There are constant innovations mm -hmm. uh, and changes that are going on. So that's important for us to make sure we're staying ahead of those things and, and making consumers aware of those changes. I think, like anything else, the more you interact with something, the more comfortable you're going to be with it. Right. So we tend to find that consumers are a little bit more aware of their health insurance because, you know, we are who we are and, and the human body is what it is and, you know, people get sick. People have to go in for procedures. And so because they use it more often than thankfully having to file a, a car insurance claim or mm -hmm. something of that nature, there's a little bit more comfort. There's a little bit more literacy that we sure. find. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if it's a form of insurance that you've never had to file, right. you know, if you get into your first, everyone kind of remembers their first car accident and filing a claim. And Absolutely. I won't, oh, yeah. I won't tell my story. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but it is sort of like, oh man, what do, you know, what do I do? You know, like your insurance card kind of has some, some, sometimes kind of the steps of what you should do next. But you know, for filing something with homeowner's insurance or auto or boat or whatever it is. Right. If you've never done it before, right, it's intimidating. It certainly is. You yeah. know, it's it's kind of that, okay, what do I do now? You know, mm -hmm. and you've got, like I said, that stress level, a little bit of that panic going on. We try to make a lot of documents available, frequently asked mm -hmm. questions documents sure. that walk people through that process. Yeah. They can call us, of course, and, and we can help them. Mm -hmm. uh, but for others, they kind of want to have that piece of paper in front of them with the steps all laid out there mm -hmm and uh, they're in control of, of um, the process. So we yeah. make it available to them that okay. way. You know, whether they call us or whether they take advantage of one of the documents that we make available, it really is about empowering the consumer to ensure that they're getting the best benefit for their insurance product. Sure. 
and it, it definitely helps that you're making these media appearances. Concord TV, you've been, you've made radio appearances as well. Um, so that helps sort of people can also put a face to a department right. as well. That helps a lot. You can't help the consumer that doesn't know that you're there to help them. And yeah. so as I said, we appreciate these opportunities to get out into the community and let people know that we're here and what we do and how we can help them. So of course, I did want to just mention um, some of the contact information, nh.gov backslash insurance. That's right. We'll get you right to the website, um, which has a lot of useful information for consumers. Mm -hmm. um, am I also seeing um, the consumer services phone number is an 800-852-3416? That's right. That's correct. I didn't yeah. want to, we could have edited that out if I gave the wrong phone number. No, it's that's fine. The, correct the other number, number that yep. uh, consumers can call is 603 okay. 2261. That'll take you right to our consumer services division. And it's great because people want their information. You sort of alluded to this before. They want to either talk to a real human, like my parents are, are the generation, they want to talk to a human. They want to talk to a person. Or, you know, my preference is probably to look up a step-by-step, -step, you know, or find a document or something online. Um, so it's important to have those different methods, people, whatever their comfort level is. No question. Yeah. yeah when you call, when you call the insurance department, you're going to talk to one of those seven individuals mm -hmm. in our consumer division. There's no third-party call centers. There's no automation. You're going to talk to a real human being. Yeah, and that, that makes a big difference uh, because there's a lot of frustration in other aspects of customer service that you call a number and you go through a menu and that takes you 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. No, there's no, there's no uh, yeah. three-hour wait times at the yeah. uh, New Hampshire okay. Insurance awesome. Department. I awesome. can promise you that. Hey, I like the sound of that. Um, so... Maybe if you could tell us just if there's anything else on the horizon for your department, anything um, upcoming initiatives or anything that sort of you want the public to know about coming up. Sure. So we're engaged in a couple of different campaigns, uh, but what we're also excited about are our education programs. And we've got a few of those starting up. So uh, starting, believe it or not, next week, so end of January, we have partnered with New England College. And for the first time, we're going to be creating a college course about insurance and awesome. we're excited we're, we're approaching 10 students that have signed up for for the course and our hope there is to train the future generation of insurance professionals mm -hmm. uh, to be able to come into uh, the workforce uh, selling insurance or somewhere in the industry and just have a leg up uh, knowing how this process works yep. uh, knowing the opportunities that are available to them to really create a wonderful career yep. uh, and uh, NEC was willing to do it. We're really thankful to them for that. And it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. We're going to have our team of experts come in. We're going to team teach the program. So they're going to hear from an expert in each facet uh, of an awesome. insurance product. So uh, that's starting up very soon. We also have a training coming up for insurance fraud. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's predominantly geared toward, towards lawyers because we want them to understand the nature of, uh, of insurance fraud, the elements of those crimes and why it's important that we guard against insurance fraud because of its uh, impact on premiums ultimately. Uh, insurance fraud is not a victimless crime. Mm -hmm. If you allow that to spiral out of control, people are going to see it in the form of higher premiums. So obviously we're hoping that our uh, legal experts will uh, walk away from that training with more knowledge and hopefully it'll result in uh, more prosecutions. Not that we want to see uh, people engage in insurance fraud, but there is a there is a deterrence element when our county attorneys and our attorney general's office uh, takes these crimes seriously and prosecutes those who commit these crimes. Yeah, 
Yeah, I love that you said it. It's, insurance fraud is not a victimless crime because I think maybe just even just the way it's reported sometimes or we hear about it, that we don't hear about sometimes the ripple effect of how it impacts other people in terms of premium costs and, and all of those things. So, um, so you're saying that sometimes even attorneys or district attorneys have a tough time with gathering evidence or knowing what tools they have to gather evidence and to push that into to a little bit of that, for sure. We have a team in our department, the fraud unit. It's four dedicated individuals that investigate insurance fraud. So an insurance company will call the fraud unit and say, hey, we've got a claim here, and something seems a little off about this. Could you look into it? And our team immediately gets to work and begins the investigation. By the time it goes to the county attorneys or the attorney general's office, mm -hmm. they have put the entire case together, all of the exhibits for evidence, Mm -hmm. uh, all of the interviews have been done, so it really gets them off to a good running start yeah. should they decide to prosecute. Okay. Um, in fairness to our county attorneys and our attorney general's office, they obviously are very, very busy. Yeah, They've got a lot of cases to do and, and frequently not enough uh, individuals to do it. Yeah. So to the extent that we can educate them as to why it's important, maybe helps to give it a little bit more priority, and then also to make them aware, hey, by the time you get an investigation for insurance fraud, all of these things have been done for you already. Yeah. And so hopefully that'll help to motivate them to move forward with yeah. more of these cases. Okay. I hope that does help. Now, for our audience watching at home, um, what are some examples of common fraud? What, what are some of the most frequent or the ones that you would want people to know are out there? So the most common by far uh, is people who get in a car accident don't have auto insurance. As you know, New Hampshire is the only state in the country that doesn't require drivers to have uh, automotive insurance. Right. So they'll get in a crash and then they'll immediately start calling insurance companies to try to get a policy. And then they'll try to make the company believe that the crash had happened uh, after they got the policy rather than before when they didn't have any coverage. We see that all the time. We really do. Which should be somewhat easy to spot that if someone's creates a policy around the same you exactly. know, immediate time that an accident happened, right. then it's figuring out what sequence that'll happen. Exactly. Right. And our team puts the entire timeline together. Mm -hmm. The thing about it is, don't engage in this behavior because you will get caught. Yeah. Our team is really, really good. Every call to an insurance company is recorded, so we're going to know what kind of state of mind you were in when you called and that might suggest that maybe you've just been in an accident. One of the um, more humorous, uh, if you could call it that, uh, cases that we saw was mm -hmm. there was uh, literally a guy who had called his old insurance company and said, hey, is my policy still in effect? And the response was, well, you haven't paid your premium in three years, so no, your policy is not in effect. Oh, okay. He then immediately calls another insurance company and says, hey, I'd like to buy a policy. And as he's on the phone with his other insurance company trying to get a policy, you hear like a knock on the guy's window and somebody's saying, hey, buddy, are you okay? Obviously, that didn't work out too well for the individual who tried to perpetrate yeah. that fraud. It was all recorded. We had the whole thing uh, right there yeah. in the evidence file. So obviously, things like auto insurance, it's a monthly financial investment, but people, just because it's not a state law that you have to drive with auto insurance, that it's the responsible thing to do to have auto insurance and to not try to then, if you don't have it, to then try to you know create a policy right after an accident. Sure, has sure. Happened. 
You know, the other ones that we see yeah. somewhat frequently, but not nearly as much as, mm -hmm. as the auto insurance, um, is uh, people who intentionally burn down their homes to try to collect the insurance, people who intentionally burn down their businesses to collect the insurance policy. Uh, if people have insurance on an expensive piece of jewelry, they'll file a claim that it was lost, and then all of a sudden we find out it wasn't lost. They just wanted to try to collect the insurance on it. So those are some of the more frequent cases mm -hmm. that we see. How would you, so with like jewelry, that's interesting though, because right, they could hide it away. Now it sounds like we're talking about like an, a law and order episode or something, right? They, they hide the jewelry, they put it in some safe or lockbox or something, and they say someone broke in, so they fake a, a break-in or something like that. They could fake a break-in, they yeah. could say it was lost, but mm -hmm. you know, we live in a society now where uh, people like to take advantage of social media. And yep. so we'll see that somebody reported a very nice Rolex uh, being missing, and then all of a sudden we'll see on Facebook that they were in the Rolex. And wait, let's check the date of this post. Wait a minute, that was yesterday. They said that this thing was lost two weeks mm -hmm. ago. We figure it out that way. Our team is very crafty. Yeah, that, yeah, that's uh, some interesting stories. I, I like that you're able to provide some stories that kind of give us, our audience at home, some context for, yep. for all of this. And, yep. and obviously it's not always as, as glamorous as some of those things. I'm sure there's some less uh, thrilling investigations you guys have done. Oh, well. for sure. But yeah. by far, yeah. they have the most interesting job at the department. Oh, I bet. Whenever yeah. I'm having a slow day or having a bad day, I'll go down to the fraud unit and say, give me something interesting. What are you guys working on? And they'll always have some story that yeah. makes you really wonder, <laughs> make you shake your head. Yeah. It just, it disappoints me, but doesn't surprise me that there are people who will try to gain the system and, and and try to take advantage and, and think that they're, they can outsmart and outwit. Uh, Absolutely. Because you can't. No, you cannot, you <laughs> yeah. cannot. You know, some yeah. of the other educational tools that we have, and one thing that we're really promoting is our loss policy locator tool. So the loss policy locator tool is predominantly geared toward life insurance. Yep. So a close family member or, or a close friend has passed away and you're kind of aware that they had an insurance policy, but you don't know where it is. Mm -hmm. It may have gotten thrown out, it may have been misplaced. Uh, that tool, you can go right on our website, access okay. that tool, yeah. put the individual's information into it, and it will let you know if there's a uh, life insurance policy out there for them. And really? Wow, that, that's so useful to, so hopefully people can, can check that out and utilize that resource. Absolutely, well. and obviously, anytime there's a loss of a, of a family member or friend, mm -hmm. that's, that's the worst kind of experience, yeah. uh, and so, there's a lot of um, a lot of stress, a lot of sadness around that, and so that tool really helps simplify as mm -hmm. you know as much as possible, yeah. uh, ensuring that you know the the beneficiaries' desires and wishes for that policy to go yeah. to their loved ones is being fulfilled. Yeah, absolutely. So again, just for folks watching um, to learn more, you can go to nh.gov/insurance. It's a real simple, easy to navigate website. I, I had heard, I don't know if you're willing to confirm this on camera, but about a new website or a revamping potentially. That is confirmed. Yeah. No, we are getting yeah. a brand new website. It's yeah. time. And we've got mm -hmm. some really, I think, innovative ideas as to how to make our website yeah. even more consumer friendly. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great to have the documents that we have. We obviously think they're very useful for people, mm -hmm. but if people can't find them, yeah. then they're not serving their purpose. Sure. So when, as we go through the process as we are now of redesigning our website, mm -hmm. the focus is squarely on consumer access, consumer friendly, make sure that people know where they need to go on our site to get what it is that they're looking for. Yeah. And uh, 
we're also very proud of our webinar series. Yep. So each month we'll focus on a particular facet of insurance. Sometimes it'll be something that is timely, mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes it'll be something that we think is important and that we can help uh, demystify uh, for yep. people. So we do that once a month. Uh, last month, in fact, we, or earlier this month, excuse me, we partnered with the New Hampshire Department of Labor and we talked okay. about workers' comp insurance. Awesome. We share the responsibilities of, um, of enforcing the laws on workers' compensation in New Hampshire. So sure. that's a really good one for people, especially if you are a business owner yourself okay. uh, or if yep. you've ever been injured on the job. Yeah. If people want to sign up for the webinars, would they? can they do that through the website? Is there? They can do that through the website. Our uh, YouTube channel has all of the okay. webinars right on there. So awesome. they can go whenever they want at their own pace and yeah. learn about some as aspect of insurance. Awesome. Hey, well, this has been a great discussion. Is there anything else that we sort of missed along our half-hour journey here? Something else, anything else you wanted sure. uh, the public to know about? Just very quickly, one of the major campaigns that we're engaged in right now is around the Medicaid unwinding. So during the COVID pandemic, the federal government stopped the process of ensuring that people who are on Medicaid were eligible to be there. Yep. You know, as we're going through the stress of the pandemic, the federal government wanted to remove stressors from people's lives. Uh, and because people were working remotely, sometimes for the first time, we were transitioning with the technology to make that happen. Uh, they stopped doing those financial eligibility determinations. That's going to come to an end. The pause on that determination process is coming to an end this spring. Okay. So people are going to have to start going through the redetermination process again. Why that's important is because what we don't want to have are for people who got on Medicaid because of COVID, because they were furloughed or lost their job or their hours were cut and therefore became eligible for Medicaid, now they find themselves back at work, they're, they're no longer eligible, mm -hmm. and not know that they've got to go out and get other coverage, whether that's joining their employer-sponsored plan or going on to the individual marketplace okay. and getting an individual health insurance policy. So we're really encouraging people, if you're on Medicaid mm -hmm. and you think that uh, you may no longer be eligible, contact the New Hampshire Department of Health and Human Services, mm -hmm. see where you stand, and if you discover that you're no longer eligible. Mm -hmm. You won't lose your Medicaid coverage until the spring, but why not be proactive and get yourself coverage mm -hmm. right away? Either, like I said, on the individual market yep. or through your employer. So we're really talking to people about that. We don't want there to be gaps in people's coverage. Mm -hmm. and we don't want people to go without coverage and not even know it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if people are blindsided because they just de didn't even think about it, they're thinking about everything else going on and may just by the time the spring happens, uh, is, is it like sort of is it like May or June or is there? So the process will begin in April. Yeah. Okay. And in individuals who are determined to be ineligible for Medicaid any longer will have a special enrollment period. Okay. So an open enrollment for the individual market just closed last week. Yeah. But this will qualify as an event that will get them a special enrollment period. So. Again, they don't have to panic right now, but we really are encouraging people to be proactive. Think ahead. Yep. Be proactive. Absolutely. I agree. Well, this has been a great discussion, so I really uh, appreciate you coming into the studio, and we hope to have you back again sometime. So this was Deputy Commissioner DJ Betancourt from the New Hampshire Insurance Department. DJ, thanks a lot for coming in. It was my and, pleasure. Anytime. Um, and again, I would encourage folks to check out the website, nh.gov insurance. 
Uh, you can also use the phone numbers that we've listed as well. This has been great information, and we hope to be back with another Community Conversations with a whole other topic, and we'll cover all that on the next episode. Thanks for watching.